if you guys wonder where I get my flair and my personality, my dad, he has this energy and you guys are gonna get to know him. The bochinches on you. The bochinches on me? That's right. You gonna tell him something about me? That's right. Oh, okay. Literally every guy that you said that was not for me turned out to be not for me. That's right. Ever? I've been around. <laughs> You've been around the block a couple yes. of times? It was not easy for me, but I pray to God, please help me to raise my daughter, to give her education. And I did it. It was hard, but I did it. You look making money. I sure do. I mean, that's what we do at Banking on Cultura. We talk about the cultura yeah, and securing yeah, the big right. bag. So you didn't know English when you first came here? Yeah, a few words, not my much. Oh, okay. Yeah. You knew the curse words. Yeah. No, I do. I do. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Banking on Cultura. I am so excited to have you here. And today I have a guest who is literally the reason why I'm here and why Banking on Cultura exists. He is a big inspiration behind this show. He is the reason why I am proud to be Latina. He is the reason why I am the woman I am today. He's my North Star, my pride and joy. Many of you might have met him if you follow me on the social media streets, but I'm really excited to welcome him to the show today and join me as I am your host, Victoria Jen Rodriguez, and this is the man, the reason behind why this is all possible, my daddy, Victor Rodriguez. Hey, daddy. Hey, dad. How you doing, city? I'm doing good. Oh, good. Can you believe you're on my show right now? I know. I can believe it. This is the first time I do this, Vicky. I know. I'm going to be nervous. Don't be nervous. Okay. We want you to be your natural, beautiful, amazing, loving self. Okay. It's just you and me, like we're having a conversation in the sala, so no need to be nervous. One of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show was because I want to be able to have this memory forever. Like, I want to be like, I interviewed my dad oh, wow. on my me show, too. and it's one of those things that I get to carry with me always and forever. So I'm really excited that we got to have you here today, Daddy. Thank you. And you looking all GQ. You're looking you. really Thank fine. You. I feel for this special day. Oh. If you guys wonder where I get my flair and my personality, my mom definitely plays into that, but my dad, he has this energy, and you guys are going to get to know him, which I'm really excited about. So let's start, Daddy, yeah? Yes. Let's okay. get this party started. Yeah, all right. All right, let's go. So we like to start the show with, what's the bonchinche? So share some bonchinche, papi. The bonchinche is on you. The bonchinche is on me? That's right. You going to tell him something about me? That's right. Oh, okay. What do you First time you're dating this guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we're going with this? Okay. Yeah. He was a security guard. No, in he was a corrections officer. In Rikers Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came to the house. <laughs> All right. I was sitting in the living room. I just came right to the kitchen, opened the refrigerator, got a beer. And he sat down and he said nothing. I said, what? What the hell is this guy think? <laughs> he owned the house over here. Then I called you in the kitchen. I said, Vicky, get this guy out of here. This guy is no <laughs> Good for you. And then you say, oh, you have to leave because my daddy said. So I think I want to start this over, daddy, because you dropping a lot of F-bombs at the beginning of the show. <laughs> and I don't know if people are ready. Like, I want them to warm up to you, okay. like, before we throw the F-bombs, okay. okay? You can curse, but just not at the beginning. I want oh, them to, like, oh, no. fall in love oh, with you oh, first. Okay. Oh. Yeah, in case the sponsors, you know what I'm saying? We okay. got to keep them on the wraps. We might even keep this in because this is pretty funny. Okay, okay, okay. We're starting this over again. All right, here we go. Ready? I'm ready. All right. So he came up the step, <laughs> went to the kitchen, opened the refrigerator, and helped himself with a beer. Oh. And then he didn't say hello to me. He sit down 
and the other chair, drinking his beer. I said, well, this guy is thinking he owned the, the apartment over here or something. He think he pay rent? Yeah. And then I called you in the kitchen. I said, Vicky, this guy, get this guy out of here. Sorry. <laughs> this guy is not for you. You know what's really interesting, Daddy? Literally, every guy that you said that was not for me turned out to be not for me. That's right. Yeah. So, like, yeah. whenever... I've been around. <laughs> you've been around the block a couple yeah, of times? a couple of times. That is so funny because I remember all the dudes I used to bring to the house. Not many, but when I did bring the dudes over, like, you literally called it right there on the spot. <laughs> right there on the spot. You were like, yeah. yeah. You're always right. Even to this day. Even yeah. to this day. Yeah. So, okay, let's get into this interview now that you shared the bonchinche, even though it was about me. So, if you guys didn't know, a lot of my flair, personality, vibrancy comes from my daddy. He is fly from head to toe. Un papi aquí, you know, he's keeping it <laughs> out with the guayabera over here. When we were driving here for this interview, I was like, Daddy, where does this shirt come from? Like, where does it originate? And it was interesting because... Papi said Puerto Rico and then Cuba. Yeah, Cuba and then yeah. we Googled it. And there's actually a lot of controversy yeah, as to yeah, where yeah. the shirt, this is the Guayabera, yeah, the Cuba. shirt, where it came from. So it's like really interesting to know that there's controversy within the community. I don't know if you guys knew that, but just FYI, that was a learning we had on the car <laughs> ride in over here. So Daddy, thank you for looking the part as always. You're Keeping welcome. it cute You're welcome. Todo. Thank you. You deserve it. But that's also just your personality. You know, you always got to be chulito everywhere you go. Know, yeah. So let's talk about our story because I think our story is really special. At least, you know, for me, growing up a daddy's girl, you know, my dad raised me as a single dad for several years. So let's talk about how... For 26 years. For 26 years. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> 26 years. My dad raised me as a single parent, but our story is is interesting. And maybe some parents who are watching can relate, or maybe you can relate because you've experienced this with your own parents. So the way that I was conceived... My dad was married, right? Yeah. My mom was also in a relationship, and they met, fell in love, cheated on their spouses, and had me. <laughs> yeah, I'm good for that. Oh, so I was a love child, in a sense, for that. Yeah. So tell the story, papi. So, you know, you found out my mom was married, and what was that like? Well, you know, I fell in love with her, you know. We lived together for a while. And then you come, you born, mm -hmm. and then I have my issues. I, I don't know, you know, if I would go back to her. And then I went to the hospital to see you, and then I carry in my hand and my arm, and I give you the biberon. And instead I said, oh, my gosh, she's so beautiful. Uh -huh. So I stay with her, and uh -huh. we live together for almost. So you fell in love when you saw me, yeah, essentially. Yeah, over, over eight years, I think. Over eight years. And yeah. my mother purposely named me after you, right, because yeah. daddy's Victor, I'm I Victoria. So she did that purposely for the setup because originally – you didn't want me because you had a whole family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it began, yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was a little iffy there, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. So she gave birth and you decided to raise me, yeah. be with my mom. Yeah. And then what happened? Well, and then she she left when you were six or five. Huh. Also, we had her daughter with us. Uh, my Chris, sister, Christy. Christy. Shout out to Christy. And, and a couple of days, you know, a week, and she didn't come home. I said, well, okay, what am I going to do? So I called Christy's father. He said, I'm going to bring your daughter because I can handle the two. Mm, you can handle the two girls, yeah. So, okay, so I bring bring her over to his house. I said, okay, no problem, bring her over. And uh, it was very hard for me because I worked eight to eight for six days, you know, and then I bring you, we get up every morning at four o'clock. I dress you I up, come to your house. You're not even 
shave my hair. Don't. You cried because your hair, because I was trying to hurry up. And then I bring you to the, to the babysitter. She bring you to school. And then she pick you up from school. And then I pick you up at 9 o'clock at night. And then take you home, we take a shower, fix your clothes for the next day and everything. It was not easy for me, but I prayed to God, please help me to raise my daughter to give her education. And I did it. It was hard, but I did it. Mm -hmm. I did it. You sure did, Daddy. Yeah. And, wow. And then my boss, the owner of the Delicatessen Wolf Deli, I used mm -hmm. to work there. So it's a victory. In the city, down by Wall Street. Yeah, by right? Wall Street, downtown. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to build a restaurant in Orlando. He said, I want you to come. And my friend, Howie, too. Okay, so we went over there. I drove over there. I found an apartment and everything nice. So two weeks later, your teacher called me that you that you better that you better get your daughter or she's gonna wind up in a foster home. Because I was walking home alone. Because How alone and with your key. Of six years I think. I was so. six years old uh, and I had a shoestring with my case okay. to carry uh -huh. around and my then neck. So that and she called me and I said, Oh oh no no no. So I called your mother said I sent her some money for the cafe, put my daughter in a plane. <laughs> and that's it. We went we lived there about three years. In Orlando. This yeah. thing was good because the daycare center was across the street and the school too, right there. It's right in front of the uh -huh. door. You know what's interesting, Daddy? I wonder if a lot of my independence comes from me walking home alone from school yeah, when yeah. I was so young. Yeah, that's me right. taking the plane by myself yeah, to the, go yeah, meet you yeah. in Orlando. Yeah. 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 And I remember when I was little, because I was traveling alone, they used to put me in first class. Yeah, and there was a lady with you all the time. Yes, one of the yeah. stewardess were yeah, always the with me. Yeah. It's interesting because at like a young age, it was almost like a foreshadowing, yeah, you know? Yeah, was. I was traveling, yeah. I was in first class. And, and what happened? One yeah. night, you, you were burning in fever. About 2 o'clock in the morning. When we were in Orlando? Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, my God. So I take, I take, I dress you up. I went in a car. I took you to the hospital. Uh -huh. You got infection in your tongue. And then I bring you home. And then I take week home, take care of you. And then you was okay. And then went back to work. Uh -huh. And two years later, my boss called me that he going to come to close the restaurant. Because his brother, he didn't do a good job. Okay. I said, oh, my God. Now, I tried to work at night. Hotel. At night, he paid good money. But who's going to take care of you? Mm -hmm. I said, no. So I called him in New York. I said, my job, my job is still, you know, available for me. He said, yeah, yeah, come on. One, one Friday a week, he put everything, your clothes and a suitcase and everything. We're getting in the car and we drive to New York. And we was out. We was out. We was out of there. Yeah. And then we lived with my aunt's house for two weeks. And then I found an apartment. Uh -huh. And then come along Christine, mm -hmm. you know, got married. She helped mm -hmm. me to raise you. Mm -hmm. and, and from there, you know, you, you love to work. Yeah. You, you, 70, you went to the catering place and then you work for a construction company. I know. Hold on. I want to tell the people the story when we were in Orlando and how I made you marry that lady. Oh, my God. <laughs> we interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Ooh, this is really good. You should know about this. So I don't know about you, but I've been known to procrastinate. It's especially when things scare the hell out of me. The fear alone would have me stuck, overwhelmed, confused, and all types of self-doubt. And don't even get me started on the imposter syndrome. Okay. okay. After getting laid off, not once, but three times, honey. I realized that the security blanket that I made up in my head was just an excuse because I didn't really want to bet on myself. The corporate benefits that had me in that headlock, girl, huh, they went out the window once my job decided that they no longer needed me. Turns out that I'll save a whole nickel if I cut your salary. 
The truth is, the only security blanket guarantee is the one that you create for yourself. In other words, until you start a business, you will always be at the mercy of a company's headcount, and you will never have complete control over your time, which means you'll be renting out your thought leadership and helping build someone else's dream instead of your own. If you've been waiting for a sign, this is it. Don't you think it's time you stop playing small and tap all the way into your power sis? Check out www.victoriagen.com training to learn my three-step process, the exact three steps that I took to make the transition from corporate to entrepreneurship. And this is helpful even if you don't know what type of business to start and have only one source of income. And this is absolutely free. It is my gift to you. I want you to win. It's winning season. In fact, what's that? It smells like winning season. Okay, so tap in and I'll see you inside the training. Let's go. So, okay, here's the thing, right? A little girl is just me and my dad. I'm missing my mom. I'm missing, like, just having a woman in the house. Yeah, yeah. So I remember we met this lady, and you were dating her, and she treated me like a princess. Yeah, like, she yeah, was sweet. Yeah. She was cool. And so I put the guilt on my dad, and I was like, Daddy, I want a mom. Like, Yeah, what do you say? Oh, my God, Vicky. <laughs> he said, okay. So I married her. Oh, what a disaster. <laughs> then she was Irish, and then she was drunk almost every day. Mm -hmm. I couldn't handle it no more. You couldn't handle it no more. No. She also tried to take me away from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and then I, I had to I get my cousin to come and get you to her house. And I remember. My, and then do you remember what you said to me after you got divorced from her? It said, don't ever get involved <laughs> in my relationship. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, learn my lesson. And okay. then, yeah, and then I came, came here, but, you know, put you to school, and then... So we're, okay, okay, we got to keep people on the track, okay. okay? So we're in Orlando, we build a life there, I force you to get married, we yeah, get divorced, yeah, yeah. they decide that they want to close down the restaurant, yeah, and yeah. so we packed up our stuff, came and to New York, to York yeah. and we lived with Tia Carmen, yeah. I remember. Uh -huh. Oh my God, this woman was amazing, <laughs> she was hilarious, by the way. So we lived there for a little bit before we found an apartment, yeah. then we found an apartment, and how old was I at that time? I think it was about seven or eight years, nine, something like that. Nine. Okay, so after we left the Academy's house, we had our own place. Yeah, yeah. We found a babysitter. Yeah, across the street. Across the street. Yeah. And you were still working crazy hours. Yeah, you were still, yeah, eight to eight. Yeah, yeah eight yeah. to eight. And I think that's another reason why I am the way I am with work ethic, because I've seen how you, you have, yeah, like, yeah. literally busted your ass yes, I, and been in the trenches yeah. and, like, literally raised me by yourself, by, worked to eight. Yeah, by myself. That's crazy. I, I did a good job. You sure did. I'm so proud of you. Aww. You know, the way you become, you know, the woman today. Oh, my God. Yeah, I never expect that, you know. Yeah. They turn around like that, but I'm, I'm proud of myself. Thank God. Yes. That's yes. right. That's right. You yeah. know, Daddy, what is your advice? Because, you know, depending on how you look at it, you kind of played yourself. Like, you were married and then cheated, and that's how you had me. And you know, so, I mean, you know, I make mistakes, mm -hmm. you know. But I turn my life around mm -hmm. where you can... You can to my yeah. life and then you know I, I did go so and after that yeah we met christine and we got divorced really about 20 years or 18 years together mm -hmm. that was the next woman the next woman and then i've been around the block and then that was it i decided to stay by myself now now okay hold on hold on okay so i want to keep people on the journey with us okay so came back to new york lived with the academy then we had our own apartment then we were back into the routine. You were working eight to eight. Yeah, I was yeah. at the babysitter. We did that. And then you said, I work, I love to work. Yeah, you do. How was that? 
Well, right away you you no no you have a house and then you you find a job in a in a catering place uh, by Cross Bay. Uh, yeah, I remember well, in Howard Beach. In Howard Beach, York. yeah, mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. were working there serving wine or something at the table. I was serving food and food, wine and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, like a waitress. Yeah, you did a good job there, and then from there you work in a construction company. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember. It was like an Indian company, I yeah, think. Yeah, um, uh -huh, uh -huh, yeah. And I remember working for them. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was literally working since I was 13. Yeah, something, yeah. Since yeah, I was able to yeah, get, like, yeah, working papers from yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. I was working since I was 13. Yeah, you love to work. Um, eh? Yeah. You love to work. You love making money. I sure do. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what we do at Benguigan Cultura. We talk about the cultura yeah, and securing yeah, the big right, bag. Yeah, that's what we yeah, do. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, so then I was working. Then I went to college. You know what I just thought about how interesting? Interesting it was that restaurant that was on Wall Street that you started with before we went to Florida. I was already on Wall Street when I was a little girl. And then when I graduated yeah. from college, I ended yeah. up back you on Wall Street. Yeah, you were Wall Street, yes, Isn't right? That yeah, that's something. Yeah, you see? Unbelievable. I remember when you used to wake me up in the mornings and I used to sleep in the restaurant in the booths. Yeah, in the booths. Yeah, yeah, you remember that? Yes, I remember because I was scared. I was like, oh yeah. my God, it's so early that we are here. But yeah, I remember all of that. And I know that a lot of my work ethic comes from you yeah, and yeah, watching yeah, you yeah, yeah. because you came here how old were you when you came here papi from puerto rico i think 16 i think it was you 15 were and about 15 and a half and did you come here with like a plan like why did you want to come here well i came here to study okay you know, to go to school to go to school because i was working in puerto rico and i would go to the school and learn english Oh, okay. So I worked in, you know, the, the owner was a Jewish guy, Liblich. Okay. Uh, and then he burned down to the ground there I decided to come here. So you didn't know English when you first came here? Yeah, a few words, not my much. Oh, okay. Yeah. You knew the curse words. Yeah. No, I, 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 was, <laughs> yeah. I went to school. Okay, okay. So from, so from there, so I... I'm, so, but you came here to study because it was hard in Puerto Rico? You you wanted to make money? Like, what no, was I reason? just want to come... To try, you know, to try New York. They said New York, you know, it was the opportunity, a lot of opportunity, you know, everything. So, you know. That's what they would say on the island? Yeah, that they yeah, yeah, to make work. money too. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, and I start to work. Yeah. Right away, 10 hours a day, six days, make it $60. Wow. Yeah, $60 but, uh, a week, right? Yeah, <laughs> everything was cheap. The, the sober was an echo. Everything was so cheap. The rent, three-bedroom, $49. Mm -hmm. Everything was so cheap. Yeah. And then you can save some money too. Yeah. Was it a culture shock for you when you came to New York from Puerto Rico? Like, was it hard for you to kind of, like, adapt? No, not really. I got adapted right away. Okay. Because I know people, you know, right away, and I got to work, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was easy, you know, to, not too hard for me. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm an easy guy going, you know. Yeah. So it was easy for yes, you to transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. How did the ladies respond to you when you came to New York? Well, I, I fell in love with one. Oh, yeah? That's why I, I, I forget my stories. <laughs> oh, okay. Ahora está de bochinche. Ahora no, no. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. I canceled the school and everything. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So. Why? Because you were just, like, chasing her around? Yeah, yeah. But, you know. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, that was a crazy day. Trouble with the ladies. Yeah. Trouble with the but, ladies. Anyway. Pero, like. Even now, you got ladies around that's like catering to you, wanting to cook for you and yeah. clean for you. Yeah, and yeah, them. yeah. But no, nothing serious. Nothing you know, serious. No. 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 Just chilling. Just chilling. That's it. Just entertainment. Yeah, enjoy my now. Enjoy my life, you know, and everything. Uh huh. 
because of you, you know, and, uh, you know, everything is good. Everything is good. Yeah. So let's offer some advice because you've got so much wisdom in you. ¿Cuánto años tiene, papi? 81. 81, y'all. My daddy is 81. <laughs> Chulito over here, <laughs> kicking and moving. My dad has more of a social life than I do. Seriously. <laughs> like, daddy be outside, outside. I'll be like, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I went to the barbecue. Or, oh, I went to go see this band. Oh, I went to this party, Victoria. And I was dancing at <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I just took some shots of vodka. My knees didn't hurt anymore. These are the stories <laughs> yeah, that I get from crazy. him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to tell some, like, funny stories from my childhood. And then I want to get into some advice. Because... Like I said, you have so much great wisdom. So do you want to tell the people about, because this is also very much about cultura, right? Yeah. yeah. So do you want to tell the, the chicken story to the people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, tell the people. Okay. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Ooh, this is really good. You should know about this. So I don't know about you, but I've been known to procrastinate. It's especially when things scare the hell out of me. The fear alone would have me stuck, overwhelmed, confused, and all types of self-doubt. And don't even get me started on the imposter syndrome. Okay. okay. After getting laid off, not once, but three times, honey. I realized that the security blanket that I made up in my head was just an excuse because I didn't really want to bet on myself. The corporate benefits that had me in that headlock, girl, they went out the window once my job decided that they no longer needed me. Turns out that I'll save a whole nickel if I cut your salary completely. The truth is, the only security blanket guarantee is the one that you create for yourself. In other words, until you start a business, you will always be at the mercy of a company's headcount and you will never have complete control over your time, which means you'll be renting out your thought leadership and helping build someone else's dream instead of your own. If you've been waiting for a sign, this is it. Don't you think it's time you stop playing small and tap all the way into your power system? Check out www.victoriagen.com training to learn my three-step process, the exact three steps that I took to make the transition from corporate to entrepreneurship. And this is helpful even if you don't know what type of business to start and have only one source of income. And this is absolutely free. It is my gift to you. I want you to win. It's winning season. In fact, what's that? It smells like winning season. Okay, so tap in and I'll see you inside the training. Let's go. I think it was for five or five and a half, six, five, five years old. The teacher called me one day. He said, you better come right away to the, to the school because Vicky do something that maybe she needs some help or shrink or, or counseling. He said, why? I tell you why. So she tell me that you that they bring this little chicken in the school to show the kids. So you take one of your hand and you squeeze it. You get so excited that you kill the chicken. <laughs> and I said, teacher, I killed about 100 chicken in Puerto Rico and I didn't need no counseling, no shrink, and you're supposed to watch her. Oh. Okay, and what happened? I said, okay, <laughs> goodbye. So I put you to another school. That was, oh my God, I don't believe it. Oh my God, the story that is told so many times yeah, at like no, family I, gathering, yeah. especially when my family is like trying to tease me to like calm down because I got a lot of energy. Yeah. And they'll be like, Victoria, remember the chicken story? <laughs> it is like one of those classics in the family. That was something. What is really hilarious was your response to that story. Yeah. What did the teacher say when you said, you know how many chickens? She said, what? Yeah, I killed a lot of chicken in Puerto Rico. And then, you know, I didn't need no counseling, no nothing. She's just a little kid. She gets so excited. 
and she squeezes, <laughs> but you're supposed to watch her, and then she didn't say a word, and then I said goodbye. <laughs> We left, me and your mother, we left. Oh, my God. That story was so uh, funny. Okay. What do I want to go to next? Do you want to tell the people about how, when we vacation, what people think when we're on vacation together? Oh, we got a wheelchair. No, not the wheelchair. What? We're going to get into that. What do people oh, think when oh, we're on yeah. vacation? We said they think that I'm your sugar daddy. <laughs> we, get, we, go, you know, we, we talk and we, we, we hug and everything. And- you know why? Because me and daddy, we, we vacation. We go out to restaurants all the time. We do super cute things. And it's just like me and him. And we have such an amazing relationship. Like, I think it's easy for people to see, like, how much love is there like whenever they're around us so if you're seeing it from afar it's very easy to assume because the sugar daddies is out here they they (laughs) out here but it's so funny because like we'll be on the beach and we'll be like tanning drinking some pina coladas or something and like there's people like looking at us and we can tell like they probably think you're my sugar daddy (laughs) probably It is so funny. Uh, It is so funny. Maybe we should play something out one day, like to just trick them. Like maybe like hold hands or sit to the restaurant. That would be so funny. But yeah, guys. So if you got a daddy who's aging and you go on vacation together, just know they probably think that that's your sugar daddy because we get those (laughs) stares all the time. And it is so, so funny. Okay. So let's get into the advice portion. So what is your advice to dads who are raising daughters? What is your advice to them? Well, you know, tell them, you know, you better pray to God to help them to, you know, to raise the kids. And, you know, you go along and everything and, and, you know, take care of your kids, you know, and take them to school, you know, college or get an education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, what type of advice would you get them when it gets, like, really hard? Like, outside of talking to God, like, was there anything else that you did that helped you, like, get through it? But, but it helped me that I wouldn't think about it too much. You know, I just go you along. Just do. I just do what I do, you know, and be happy to do it. And that's it, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to go, no, no, get, no, stress out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, be happy and everything. Mm-hmm. Don't get angry. So how are you not, like, how did you exercise patience? Because I'm pretty sure I was a lot to handle. Uh, yeah, something, <laughs> yeah, a little too hard, but I did it. Yeah, so like in those moments. Like- yeah, but you was good. But you told me, Daddy, I'm going out. It's okay. 11 o'clock. And you were sharp, right? 11 o'clock right there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you uh, was good. I was a good kid. And then your first boyfriend, uh-huh. he said, oh, I'm going to take Victoria to the movie. You said, 9 o'clock. They were sharp. 9 o'clock was there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, I think I get a lot of, like, me being punctual and on time from you because you... Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something about daddy, y'all. My daddy is 15 minutes early anywhere he goes. That's right. We just I- came back from Puerto Rico... And I was ready to, like, strangle him because he, the plane, like, he wanted to get to the airport, like, three hours early. And I'm like, why? Why are we getting to the airport three hours early? Like, we got time. Like, cojalo suave. Like, why are we getting there three hours early? I was so funny. Okay, so advice for dads is to pray up. Yeah. Have patience. Have patience. Breathe. A lot of patience. Right? Breathe. Breathe, yeah. Try your best not to get stressed uh-huh. and to... Think good thoughts, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, to remind basically. yourself right. that, yeah. you know. Don't you remind have... yourself that you had a job to do, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And what's the job? Well, take care of your kids. Yeah. You know, that's a big job right there. 
Yeah. Especially if you're a single parent. Mm, yeah. 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 We also had a really great family that helped. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I think they, that's they also... Helped me. Yeah, help me out. Yeah. My you had, thing. like, a community around you that yeah. was, like, willing to help you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. And yeah. I would go to their house and sneak into their room and, and get red lipstick and put it all over their walls. And powder. And my cousin house. Oh, my God. Every time I call my cousin, we go into your house now. She put everything away. Oh, Victoria's coming. <laughs> we got to hide everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, Heka, my dad's cousin, yeah. we were just at a family barbecue, and she was telling me the story of how I would go into my other cousin's rooms who were older than me. They were like, I think they were like teenagers. <laughs> and I would go in their room, and they would have posters of, who was it? It was like this famous boy band, and I would go oh, into the, the room. Oh, the Menudo. Menudo, yeah. Menudo. I would yeah, go yeah. into their room and tear down the posters. To a point where she was like, I can't take care of Victoria no more. So she had her neighbor take care of me because her daughters wanted to kill me, my cousins. It's funny. Funny times, funny times. Okay, so let's give some advice around caring for an elder parent because I know for many of you who are tuning in, you either are already caring for older parents or it's about to happen. In. And I want to offer some advice to you guys, hearing it straight from the source of the best way to manage and, and get through that process. I remember for me, and maybe it was a big aha moment for you too, daddy, was the first time we had to put you in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. So... My dad's knees have bothered him for quite some time, and we would always try to convince him, like, Daddy, we got to get you a cane. I even got him, like, a pimp cane, like, really nice cane so that he's styling and profiling, but he would not rock the cane. He would not rock the cane, and I'm like, okay, Daddy, like, we got to get this weight off your knees because what do I tell you? You got to walk me down the aisle, right? right. That's yeah, what I tell yeah, you all the time. Yeah, so we got to keep these knees. <laughs> he would never wear it, and we would walk long distances and we would try to get him into a wheelchair and he was like no 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 what was like your big reason for not wanting to get in a wheelchair well because i could you know i could walk mm -hmm. my leg doesn't bother me that much but now i'm getting older so mm -hmm. you know so now i need a wheelchair mm -hmm. no i think it was because you didn't like the look oh probably that too probably <laughs> that. i don't want nobody to watch me you go in a wheelchair yeah yeah it's, it's not it's not it's not sexy but, uh, now it's easy we're traveling we're the first one to get in the plane and everything now <laughs> but this is a tip guys of how you can break your parents into getting into a wheelchair so my dad never ever wanted to get into a wheelchair we would travel he would walk long distances in the airport and the way that we convinced you to get into a wheelchair, we were in Cancun, Mexico. I took my dad for his 80th birthday. Yeah. And we were at this resort. It was a huge resort. And we had to go from one side of the resort to, to the, the other, other side. Uh -huh. And my dad saw that distance. And I said, should we put you in a wheelchair? And then that was the moment. Yeah, that, was, that was the moment. That was the yeah. moment that we put him in a wheelchair. And from <laughs> then on, I think your whole perspective on yeah. wheelchairs like shifted. Yeah. 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 Because now when we go to the airport, by the way, guys, this is a hack for you. Okay. You heard it here. I'm banking on Cultura. When you pre-order a wheelchair, it's like VIP service. Most times you're able to like fly through the security line. Yeah. You get yeah. to the front. You're the first one to board the plane. You're the first one to leave the plane. So if there's someone in your family that needs a wheelchair... Reserving in advance. That's Thank right. me later. Yes. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know if you guys ever done this. But but now you're more. You're more. I would say I'm accepting. Yeah, comfortable. Now I'm more comfortable with it. With yeah, that. you're more yeah. accepting yeah. of the fact yeah. that like 
Yeah. You need some help. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what got you over that hump? Because I'm pretty sure there's people that are listening, you know, that have stubborn parents who, who don't want to do that. So what is your advice to them? Like, how can we help them convince them? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Ooh, this is really good. You should know about this. So I don't know about you, but I've been known to procrastinate, especially when things scare the hell out of me. The fear alone would have me stuck, overwhelmed, confused, and all types of self-doubt. And don't even get me started on the imposter syndrome. Okay. Okay. After getting laid off, not once, but three times, honey. I realized that the security blanket that I made up in my head was just an excuse because I didn't really want to bet on myself. The corporate benefits that had me in that headlock, girl, they went out the window once my job decided that they no longer needed me. Turns out that I'll save a whole nickel if I cut your salary completely. The truth is, the only security blanket guarantee is the one that you create for yourself. In other words, until you start a business, you will always be at the mercy of a company's headcount and you will never have complete control over your time, which means you'll be renting out your thought leadership and helping build someone else's dream instead of your own. If you've been waiting for a sign, this is it. Don't you think it's time you stop playing small and tap all the way into your power sis? Check out www.victoriagen.com training to learn my three-step process, the exact three steps that I took to make the transition from corporate to entrepreneurship. And this is helpful even if you don't know what type of business to start and have only one source of income. And this is absolutely free. It is my gift to you. I want you to win. It's winning season. In fact, what's that? It smells like winning season. Okay, so tap in and I'll see you inside the training. Let's go. Well, you know, you have to, you know, try to live your life, life you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, uh, if the somebody try to help you, you know, because your age, you know, you tell them it's okay, you know, you know to help you out. Mm-hmm. So be accepting to be help. Be accepting to help, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But if the person is not accepting to help and they're just stubborn, like how can you? Well, I don't know. If, if the person is stubborn, what could you do? Yeah. You won't be you able gotta to just let them rock let them, yeah, let them do the thing because yeah. if you try to help them and then they don't want it, so you can push. Mm-hmm. You can push them to say, yes, okay. Yeah. It's up to them. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, Daddy, one of the things that we were talking about when we were driving here, which I thought was really interesting, and I said I wasn't going to get into it, but we're going to get into it because I didn't want to cry and get emotional. Pero you said... I asked you if you were afraid of death, and what'd you say? I said, no, I'm not afraid of death. I know I'm going to die, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not afraid, you know. I, I, I'm i okay, okay. Yeah. If I die tomorrow, I'm okay. Is that because, Be- like, you feel like you lived a happy life? Because, yeah, I live my life mm-hmm. to the fullest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so God want to take me now, it's okay. I'm happy, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to die. Mm-hmm. Some people, but I'm not. I'm not afraid to die. I know I'm going to die. Everybody's going to die. Right. Is that because you think later. there's, like, something special in the afterlife? Like, you think you're going to be okay in the afterlife? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I think I think that that when you die, the spirit, the spirit get in, float in, in the air. Mm-hmm. They stay in the air. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Because everybody says that when you die, it's a paradise up there. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Yeah. I mean, nobody come down to tell you how it is, you know, <laughs> up there. Right. So you don't know. Right, right. You, know, you don't know. But so. you say you're going to come down in your spirit and you're going to come. 
Yeah, I'm going to come down. I'm going to put you by your leg. You're going to put me by the leg. That's me. That's how I'm going to know. Yes, right. All right. Got it. Okay, daddy. So what what is your advice for living a full life? Because you said that you've lived a full life. You've done it all. So so what is your advice? Well, you know, don't get angry. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get upset for a little thing. Mm-hmm. You know, do your exercise. You know, like I do every morning. I do exercise in my house. I watch what you eat, you mm-hmm. know, and what you drink. And everything, you know, take it easy and live your life the way, you know, the way to be, you know, like, be happy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's it. How do you find your happy? Like, how do you know what's your happy? Well, you know, I mean, I, I make some, you know, I make so many mistakes in my life. Mm-hmm. But now in my, right my age, so what am I going to do? I got to be happy or don't stress myself out because I'm going to die soon. I want to live longer, mm-hmm. but I'm not afraid to die, mm-hmm. you know. So what I'm hearing is the way for you to find your happy is to forgive yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Forgive yourself and love yourself. Hey. hey. That's right. That's you know, right. I like that's that. That's right. So forgive yourself for the mistakes that you made. Yeah. Yeah. Give and I yourself- make a lot. Yeah. But I turn it around and I'm okay now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. And give yourself permission. It, like give yeah. yourself some grace. Some grace. Yeah. To grow. To grow. Yeah. And to become a better person. Mm-hmm. Now, right now, I'm a better person when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because you've learned. Yeah, a I lot. learned from my mistake. You and know, I grown. like to help people. You know, mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why do you think people love you so much? Because literally everywhere we go, like I could put my dad anywhere, and he'll make friends like immediately. Yeah. Like everyone just instantly like gravitates towards I'm him. Friendly. He has yeah. this energy. I'm, I'm friendly with everybody. You know, yes. I, don't, I don't. I like everybody. You know, mm-hmm. I make friends with everybody. You know, like that day in Europe. Well, that's with that girl wasn't there. What day? In you that you got a, a, a award? When I got an award? Yeah. And you were oh yes yeah yeah oh my god yeah. hilarious guys so yeah. I was honored by the Ford Ford company honored me as a trailblazing Latina shout out to Ford and they had this like you know kind of like a gala award ceremony and I actually had to leave early so I left early my dad stayed there with my sister and my brother-in-law shout out to Myrna and Eric and they sent me this video and my dad is on the dance floor with like this young woman and like everybody was hyping them up everybody was had the cameras out everybody (laughs) but this is my dad everywhere he goes he was on the dance floor living it up do you remember that birthday how old did you i think it was your 70th birthday oh 70. do you remember that birthday oh, when yes. we went to the coca cabana oh the yeah. Copacabana? yeah oh my god um, that, i love that you call me daddy, daddy i'm gonna take you out for your birthday i mean put a suit on dressed up nice by eight o'clock you call me go outside and i see this big white limousine and then the guy, hello, are you Victor Rodriguez? Yes, I'm going to take you to your daughter. He said, where are we going? I cannot tell you. I'm getting a big limb on the back, whatever. Yes, you, you call me and say, Daddy, it's about a, a bottle of whiskey over there. Take a shot. He said, okay. <laughs> so we went, we opened the door. Everybody was waiting for me outside. Oh, my friend, my family. That was, but not the 70s. That was great. Yeah, that was that a was fun a, birthday. Oh, man, that was good. That was a fun birthday. I, I think the best part of that birthday was, when you told me you were calling everybody in Puerto Rico from the limo and yeah, telling them yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a limo. And yeah, telling them that you're in the limo, but also 
my dad would wanted to go to the Copacabana forever yeah, and never yeah. been to the Copacabana. Yeah. So that was after we finished dinner, we went upstairs and we went to dance and we're having a good time. And so many men came up to my dad and was like, I hope I have your energy when I'm your age. Like, <laughs> yeah. I hope I'm like you. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so much fun. Yeah. It was good times. Yeah. It was good times. It was good times. Time. How about the one when I 75? What do we do for your 75th? Oh. I remember what we do. Oh my God. What you took me to the strip club. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got all this young girl in bikini dancing in my lap while you give me some money. Oh my you know God. what's funny is I was just thinking in my head, I was like, do we want to share that story? I don't know. They ready, pero let's put it out there. Oh my God. That, that was, was a great time. Oh my God. That was hilarious. Oh my God. Pero was it for your birthday or was it for Father's Day? No, that was for my 75 birthday. Or it was for your 75 yeah, birthday? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, guys. This was, oh my this God. was such an amazing memory. Oh. It was so much fun. And there's two great guys were sitting next to me. I said, oh, my God, who's that young girl you with? Oh, she's my daughter. She bring me here for my birthday. He said, oh, my God. Oh, listen to everybody. She's the woman. <laughs> you bring her father for her birthday. I mean, oh, my God, they got each other. Give me each other. I remember we, like, drank for free oh that night God. because everybody was you so, know, like, surprised that surprised. I was there was with my dad. He was surprised that your daughter bring you to the street club. Oh, my God. <laughs> I tell everybody that, you know, that story. I said, they don't believe me. It was funny. It, it yeah. was a great memory. Yeah, and it was, was one of those things that I will never forget. My best friend, Lindy, was there. Yeah. So we all got to, like, experience this together. And I remember, and this was, like, the perfect way to end the night. We're, like, walking out. But before I tell them what we're walking out, what was really funny, so I give my dad money, you know, for tips or whatever. And all the girls needed to do was, like, walk past my dad and, like, smile him, and he would give them money. And I'm like, Daddy, we're going to go through all the money. Like, I don't know, make them work for it a little bit. He was just so happy, and they were showing him so much love, especially because they knew that he was there with his daughter. And then we're walking out. And then I remember you telling me, Ay, Victoria, this is the best night of my life. Thank you so much for bringing me here. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, that was great that night. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Uh, that was amazing. Yeah. So, guys, if you can't tell already, this is my dad, my amazing dad, who I can literally take anywhere, and he will fit right in. And he is the reason why I am so happy. He is the reason why I get to do Banking on Cultura. He's the reason why I embrace my Latinidad. Yeah, yeah. I used to go to Puerto Rico as a child every single summer so that's how I got connected to my culture and really got to learn the beautiful side of my culture and I'm just so honored to have you on the show and I'm I'm so happy that we got to do this I know we overshared maybe a little bit it's gonna be really interesting (laughs) now it's out there in the world Uh, but I hope people fall in love with you as much as I have and we're gonna live until we're 100 years old we're gonna walk me down the aisle I'm planning to we're gonna do all the things to make sure that you are on this planet for as long as possible because you are a gift to this world daddy you You are a gift so thank you for I'd be honored to be here. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate you. So thank but, uh, you. You are the best. Oh, no, you the best. I love I you love so you. much. I love so, you. So, so much. And I'm trying not to cry right now. Pero thank you, Daddy, for being <laughs> no, here. Okay. And you know what? I want to share one more story because this is another fun birthday story. Mi gente, did you hear? Banging on Cultura is also on YouTube. So if you're into the visual thing, if you want to see our reactions and get into these fits, honey, make sure to look up Banking on Cultura over on YouTube. 
Do you remember? So, guys, I used to host this event every single year called the Woman Who Wore Summit for my nonprofit, The Female Collaborative. Oh. And one year, it was actually 2020 before yeah, COVID yeah, uh, got crazy. Yeah, uh, I held it in March 2020 before things hit the fan. And it was his birthday. And so it was a predominantly women's event. So it was massive women there. And do you remember that I had them all sing you happy birthday? So I had him come up to the stage and they all sang him happy birthday. And he was like, oh, my God, I never had this many women sing happy birthday to me before. Thank you so much, Victoria. (laughs) That was a great night. That was a great day. That was a great day. So we celebrate birthdays around here. So, you know, I hope this episode served as a reminder of, you know, maybe checking in with your parents if you haven't spoken to them in a while yeah. or just showing some extra love and making sure you take full advantage of the time that you have with your family, with your parents here. And if you're a daddy's girl and you're missing your dad and you guys are on the outs or maybe having challenges, I hope this episode inspires you to reach out and just say you love them if that's all you can do. And just keep celebrating your parents, y'all. And make sure you spend as much time with them as possible because it is truly a gift. Every time we hang out, it's like a ball. It's always good times. Oh, yes. Always Always good times. Always, always. Pues, Papi, is there a final word that you want to leave with the people before we end today's episode? I think we covered everything. You think we we covered it all? Yeah, I do. Okay, sounds good to me. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Hola, mi gente. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to make sure and leave a review. This is super important because this is how we're measured on the different audio platforms. So if you want to hear more of Banking on Cultura, if you were vibing, if you had takeaways, if you just enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a review. I appreciate you so much. Until next time.